This is Burning Witches with their song Dance with the Devil, released by Nuclear Blast on Tell Craig Your Story podcast.
Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to lead vocalist of the heavy metal band Burning Witches, Laura Golderman. Now, Laura is born in the Netherlands. She joined Burning Witches, which is a Switzerland band, last year. And she finished off uh, the rest of the tour on lead vocals. Then, at the end of last year, they went in and recorded the new album, which is Dance with the Devil, uh, released by Nuclear Blast. And they did a film clip for this song. Uh, this is the song that was also at the start of the podcast. It is rocking. <laughs> And they were supposed to go on a European tour now, but unfortunately due to the pandemic, uh, it's been rescheduled. And in the future, they plan to go to the US and then hopefully to Australia as well. The tour that they did last year, which included the Wacken Open Air Festival and the Rock Hars Open Air Festival as well. So they're doing quite well for themselves, uh, Burning Witches. But before we go, please go to our website. We are at Podbean. Tell Craig your story at podbean.com. We are also on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, VK for our Russian listeners, WeChat for our Chinese listeners, at Tell Craig your story. And we also have a link tree there, which tells you where Tell Craig your story podcast is streaming. We are on Apple iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on iHeartRadio, we are on Spotify, to name a few. All right, here we go. This is the chat that I had with Laura from Burning Witches on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. So, so let's go back a little bit. Um, like, when did you first uh, start singing? Did your parents sort of sing as well uh, when they were growing up as well? Or you just sort of developed it yourself? Uh, yeah, they did like to sing. I'm, I'm not uh, a believer, but they were super Christian. <laughs> so we got to this evangelic kind of uh, church where there was actually a live band during the ceremony or what do you want to call it so yeah they we always sang every sunday and they always sang when they wanted to you know because yeah they always enjoyed singing and i guess that's why i also learned to enjoy singing i guess um so at some age i i kind of actually got really into metal i think around 16 and i wanted to be able to play guitar yes um but i you know gradually because I always try to also sing the songs and at some point, uh, because I wasn't really good at playing guitar, I just played some chords and sang along and that's, you know, I, and then I start at some point I started to focus really on singing, you know, because I just was better at it. Yes. So I, in the beginning, I really loved uh, Wither Temptation and Wasp. So they're kind of the opposites of what I still like, you know, symphonic, or fantasy-like, cool, yeah, you know, music that almost takes you into another reality, you know what I mean? So this was old school with the temptation this times. Yes. And then on the other hand, you have the 80s rock and roll wasp, you know, which is way more aggressive. Yes. And I still, I still like those, both those things. But for singing, I, I love the aggressiveness because I love to make a lot of noise, you know, while singing. I always, uh, because technically sometimes you can't, make too much volume actually because it's the physically simply not possible to do it with some sounds you're making yes. uh but i always yeah i have to remind myself i can't go too loud you know i always just like <laughs> to. and and actually you you notice this also in the way uh blackie lawless sings he sings with a lot of volume actually compared to a lot of other singers who sing raw he puts a lot of volume in yeah i don't know i just like that too yeah right so even before that, what sort of music were you listening to? Because that's a huge jump from, you know, uh, singing like in a church and, you know, religious songs going into Wasp. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, I did, didn't really like fit in, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so was it just like a bit of a rebel, rebel thing? Like, like you just were tired of it too much and then it was like, 
Or did you have other other friends that were into that sort of music as well? And, and... No, yeah, not at all, actually. I mean, there at school, I knew a few persons that also listened to it, but I wasn't really involved with them a lot, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I was a bit of a loner. Yeah, I just liked the music, really, because I went to the record store, which were still there, because now they're almost none left. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, but I just listened to the the CDs and uh, I already knew I liked With a Temptation because it was on the radio in those times. So I got this CD when I got some pocket money and I listened to a lot that was just in the, yeah, in the, in the buckets uh, there in the record shop. And I, yeah, right. uh, of course, w- looked at the W and saw Wasp there and I tried it and it's the the album the first album I listened to was Dying for the World come on so it was a really dark a dark yeah a more dark album and of course I like melancholic stuff uh and yeah and then I started to listen to all their other songs so it I don't think it was the most rebellious album that I got uh but I I just just the music really spoke to me you know i didn't really think of being rebellious consciously i i mean not consciously but i think i was a little bit maybe because my parents were super protective of me always you know a little bit too much and my mom was always home and yeah it, it, it got too much a lot of times for me so maybe that's why i don't know yes but uh yeah and do your parent, um, uh, what do your parents think of, you know, where you are now? Do, are they supporting of it or are they just, oh, just let it go. It's just Laura playing her music yeah. and doing a job. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, they, they, they let, yeah, they kind of let it go uh, indeed because I was afraid uh, they would be angry or maybe wanted to take more distance because, uh, yeah, it's, you know pretty pretty rebellious actually compared to what they believe in what i'm doing now yes so they don't really agree with what i do but at the same time they're really proud i i'm doing it very well and Mm -hmm. yeah they're still curious of what i'm doing and also proud at the same time so that's great they're like yeah your your daughter you know we're proud of what you're doing so it's nice at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do, really. You're still their daughter. So, you know, um, yeah. I had I had a, a similar situation. I, I was in a rock, rock hard rock band, metal band. And, uh, you know, I had this born-again Christian at work. And he was telling me, oh, oh, you're playing the devil's music. And you're going to go to hell. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I'm just I, I do. Yeah, I do tell my mom, especially because my dad is is not as sensitive to this, I guess. But I do tell my mom, yeah, it's just theater, you know, to just, which is true for me. It's it is it is theater. I see it as an act, you know, for on stage. Uh, because, yeah, because I feel it, the, the like you know, like Alice Cooper has this same feeling, like it's just a show, right? And, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what it is to me, and I also specifically tell my mom so she isn't as upset as she would be, be. probably <laughs> yes so yeah. so you know you know you developed you started listening to wasp and you're starting playing guitar actually do you still play the guitar or just like for fun yeah i uh, sometimes play guitar actually especially while writing lately because mm. i really really suck at it now because i never really <laughs> Uh, got into the trouble of um, you know keeping up my technique and stuff like that so I really really suck now (laughs) but (laughs) but I can still play a few chords and the funny thing is um, sometimes when writing for example at Burning Witches they just send me the song they have and and sometimes it helps me to play along with guitar and then maybe I have a, a different chord that also fits but it helps me to write a melody Sometimes mm. I, um, yeah, just sometimes when I have trouble writing a melody I like, yes. it helps to play along with guitar. And I, I don't know exactly why, but it makes it easier to feel what the music does. And you're just, I don't know, it, it makes you connect more with, with the music if you play it yourself. It's kind of weird, but it helps a lot. 
Yes. So that sometimes I do that, but that's yeah. I I I was kind of wondering some point. Hmm, should I just learn a few easy songs and go on the street to make some money, which is yes now not possible. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was thinking about doing that for fun, but uh, yeah, I just never got the time because it's it it takes a lot of time for me to get back into being able to do this properly. You know. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I was going to talk about the the writing process for uh, burning uh, burning witches a bit later, but um, so let, let's keep going on. So you're you're listening to Wasp, and then when did you sort of start making like feelers out to, to you know start a band, or how did you sort of break into the sort of singing like to crowds? How did you start? Ah, doing- okay. Yeah, at at 16, uh, so I started to try uh, guitar stuff, and then at 20, I realized I really, really wanted to be a better singer. So I took singing lessons a lot, uh, and this was in groups, because it was cheaper than individual lessons. And who was your coach? Did you have like a, you know, like a professional coach, or was just some, a friend, or? Yeah, 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 it was like in a a music, uh, really a big um music and yeah they had all kinds of things like that you could you know just basically go there for all cultural stuff that you wanted to learn so you could learn you know um even even uh, how do you say this you know out of making uh statues out of stone and stuff like that you could also do this and, yes uh, yeah, they had everything really violin and etc etc so you could choose pop or you could choose uh, classical singing, I think. Maybe they also had jazz. I don't really remember. But this what? was just pop, basically. And uh, they were in groups. I was still, you know, kind of young. So I was actually put with all the people that were late in their teens, actually. I was kind of oh. the oldest there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you, yeah. you you chose pop music? Yeah, yeah just pop because... I. I Actually, I think it was called pop slash rock. I, I forgot, but yeah, basically all contemporary music, you know. So you could could do that in this lesson, and uh, they did, for example, songs. Yeah, you could choose yourself too. Uh, they gave some options too. I think I did "Make You Feel My Love" from Adele, for example, because oh, yes. that that was totally in eleven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's already long ago. Wow. And uh, also, uh, Weak As I Am, for example, from uh, Skunk and Nancy is, of course, like a more powerful rock uh, rock stuff. So I really started doing these kind of things and I got tips on how to to, uh, you know, get this this power in the in the in the vocals. Um, yeah, so this this is how it all started. And very soon, actually, uh, someone came barging in during the lesson. Hey, we need another singer for the band. And I was like the first one that got my hand up (laughs) (laughs) and uh they had a gig two weeks later so that was the first gig ever i did and uh, there was a a rock yeah there was a more of a rock band and some you know it were of course mostly pop songs actually all all songs that were on the radio i think yeah so Uh, that was that was was that your first experience and and what was that first experience of going out and you know, performing live in front of the crowd, were you nervous? But I had, yeah, I had two weeks for I think half an hour of material, so that was kind of uh, <laughs> like almost the same as with Burning Witches because I didn't have a lot of time either. It was kind of funny. I had to learn it super fast, but yeah, since I was still young, of course I had time because I was having a, some responsibilities, but not a lot. Yes, I was actually at that time going to university, but it was. Uh, they actually told me, okay, this university is actually under the norm of the time we should have actually spent giving you classes. <laughs> so there was, yeah, it was like the easiest one ever, apparently. So yeah, well, whatever. I was, it was cultural anthropology in uh, uh, Utrecht. Yes. And uh, yeah, I stopped after half a year because it wasn't really my thing at all, uh, in the end. But anyway, I had lots of time then. So <laughs> I was uh, I was learning a lot uh, or, or studying for these songs. And uh, when I uh, got on stage, I was basically standing just behind the mic straight, 
not moving and doing the songs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it was kind of scary. Yeah. That was my first gig. So <laughs> there you go. You know, it's yeah. just like every single band, you've got to you've got to start somewhere. You got to play your first gig somewhere. You know. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you did some covers, and and how long did that last for? Didn't last very um, long. Yeah, I think for a few years. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, at some point I. Uh, I I actually glad I uh, I got out of that band. I don't I didn't really like the. The atmosphere in that band. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's. This is seriously the reason why a lot of people just want to be singer songwriters uh, instead of being in a band because there's always drama. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's just almost always like this. Uh, yeah. So if you're in a band and only having fun, yeah, be very blessed. You know, <laughs> or know that you are very blessed. <laughs> you got it. You got to get. Uh, you got to get like yeah, four so or five. I, Oh, I was just saying that you've being in a band, you've got to get four or five people in the same place at the same time, and then you've got work, you've got relationships, you've got you know girlfriends and boyfriends, you know. Yes, and they uh, were still pretty young, so you can imagine that they were also bullying each other, which is kind of weird if you ask me within a band, but they did. Right. <laughs> the one guitarist, one guitarist was bullying the other guitarist. Yeah, it was kind of like what the fuck, you know. But yeah, uh, <laughs> classic, classic guitarist, you know. Yes. And um, yeah, it was stupid. I, I, I felt, a little, yeah, a little bit of pity for this because actually this gr- uh, guy that got bullied was a bit younger, but he was actually better in the beginning. Right. Yeah, but right. because I think this is one of the reasons why he quit and started doing uh, free running instead. Yeah, it was kind of sad because I thought he was pretty good, yeah, <laughs> and right. then he quit. Yeah. And then when did it come oh. to uh, Shadow Shadow Rise? Oh, are we, jump, yeah, yeah. Are we well, jumping that... jumping a little bit ahead there? Yeah, yeah, yeah we are. Uh, in the meantime, I was still. Yeah, doing. I finished uh, another studies, industrial product design. I, I finished in the end, and in the meantime, I had other bands like oh, Beats Unlimited. It had actually uh, a rapper, a reggae singer, a pop singer, and they had me. <laughs> so yeah. it was really, really funny band. Um, they're still going on with another lineup now, and now. Uh, and so after this study, I did this. Uh, I, I started to do this uh, study for music after that because I really oh, wanted to you know, get into music. So I was looking at conservatories. I did a pre-course of a year uh, at a conservatory. And then the next year I heard actually there was the metal factory and it was existing for the first year then. So it was pretty cool because no one ever heard of it before. It was the first one in the world actually. And it was here in Eindhoven. So that's why I live here now because I started to like it. And eventually I moved to Eindhoven. Hmm. And there is also Shadowrise is, is based in Eindhoven. So I learned to know uh, most of the guys of Shadowrise yeah, at the school. Yes. Actually, everyone attended to the metal factory of Shadowrise. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of, uh, it's, it, yeah, it was already existing, but everyone went to the metal factory. It was kind of cool. So did you form the band with these guys or did no, they already, already have... Yeah, already for a long time. They started in 2009, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they were super young. They were teenagers. Yes. And uh, I saw some movies uh, of when they just started out and it looked too cute, really, because they were really, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it was really cute. And they also made a cover of... Uh, What's this horrible, this horrible Guns N' Roses song? If you cover it, it it's bound to sound super off, you know. Yeah, that one. Oh man, it was so funny to see that. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> so yeah, they started very early, and I just joined because they needed a new singer because the, the singer they had, uh, that he also did Metal Factory, but he wanted to do something else. He wanted to go into a different genre. Uh, and uh, yeah, they need a new singer. So my voice fitted the music very well, uh, and that's why they went from a guy to a girl. So I auditioned, and we recorded the EP because they already had an EP. I just, yes. you know, some parts could be a little bit higher for me, so I made it a little bit higher, but 
for, for the most part, it was already there. So I didn't really have to do anything except for learning it and recording it. So that's the EP. And then for the second album, uh, yeah, I did write uh, almost all songs. Not not with the not with the music because I always let band members make the music uh, because I just basically never learned to play guitar and it 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 would just not be metal, you know, if I write something. <laughs> so so also noticed that there was uh, like a, a male vocal, the guitarist as well was also singing in parts as well. So yeah. were you were you the full lead guitar uh, lead vocalist or you know you you're going back and forward with the vocals. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a balance there, but I was still kind of the lead vocalist, but yes. there were a lot of male vocals, yes, also because they felt at the time I entered the band, I w- they felt like I wasn't really ready to record and perform the, the harsh vocals, and then they decided. It was also pretty cool if you would have the contrast between the male vocals and the girl vocals. Yes. Um, yeah. So, okay. I kind of regretted that, to be honest, because I always wanted to do uh, also the hard stuff. So I'm really happy with Burning Witches now, in which they also want me to do the, the hard stuff. Yes. And it's so much fun that I can combine everything, you know, because I am more of a clean singer still. Yes. But it's, yeah, but it's just really fun to to experiment with all the, the noises and the weird sounds, you know. I just like to do that. And, so what, yeah. what, did, what didn't they want you to do both in, in Shadow Rise? Uh, uh, because they felt, yeah, they didn't really give me a chance to to develop it enough also, you know. So they were always afraid I wouldn't be able to do it as well enough. And they, they kind of also decided and and were happy with the contrast thing going on, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, right. And then... Then when you were going, uh, when you were touring with this band, I noticed that you toured all, all over, was it all over Europe? Uh, it looked like it was all over Europe. A lot of places. Yes, uh, we went to Switzerland, France, Belgium, Germany, of course. Uh, yeah, just, just those, I think, as far as I remember. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, you know, we didn't go too far from our uh, base, but yes. uh, yeah, we were really actually getting there. I think we, we should have just, you know, one more album and I think we could have had maybe a deal or something like that. But uh, we had horrible management. Mm. Uh, and I, I have been thinking several times about putting his name publicly online somewhere because I hate this this guy and this management because I know 10 bands by now that are ruined by this guy because he took all mm. the money and he didn't do enough. He promised a lot. And yeah, it was horrible. So we had this management. Um, and I, uh, I, yeah, it was just, it was really difficult for the band. It was really difficult, very stressful, you know, putting a lot of energy in, but seeing no results and getting all your money drained, you know, it's not okay. Mm. So this this is probably one of the reasons why eventually it didn't really work anymore because it took too much energy out of the band. Yes. But we also changed, or yeah, I actually didn't really change musically. I was kind of happy with what we got on the second album. So, uh, but uh, Daniel, the main composer, and uh, he actually started the band. Um, he wanted to make something more... Yeah, almost background music kind of ish. It, it didn't have any tension, you know what I mean? It oh. was kind of the song structures of what you would expect weren't there. So it was totally different music. And yeah, we all kind of wanted it to be what we already had. And yes. uh, yeah, there were too many musical differences in the group. So we decided uh, it was a good time to move on to other things. It's very, very interesting that you say that because, you know, you've got your your hardcore fans that want that original style of music and, and you know, when they buy a new album, they want to hear that sound. But you, yeah. as, a, you as a musician as well, you, you also want to be creative as well as a musician and want to always try new different things. So I guess it's also yeah. like a balance thing as well, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, and, and that's why I feel like it's more of the energy also being sucked by the situation because 
you know, for everything, there's a time and place, I think. And yeah, it's just, it's, I also went through a difficult time, you know, and that's, that's, that's also another thing that kind of pressed on the band during that time because I was in a divorce. Yeah. Oh. So it took a lot of energy for me because I never lived on my own. Right. So I had to start living on my own, having a job, stuff like that. And of course I already had a job, but uh, I never had to take full care of myself, you know what I mean? So it's, yes. it's a little bit different. There's more stress and more... more um... Being more independent. Yeah, so for me it was a difficult time. So I, I wasn't able to put in the time I would normally would be able to put in and then uh burning witches came along which i didn't expect anymore i was actually at the point of getting a full-time job oh, which wow. uh, like like uh yeah a serious full-time job you know which in which you can have a career blah blah uh and uh, <clears throat> yeah they they kind of got me right before that happened and, I and then I... I and then i all of a sudden i really had to snap out of it yes because it was such a good chance for me you know and I, I would normally not have prioritized music at that point. So, of course, my band, again, was not that happy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you can imagine. Um, uh. So that's, that's the, the whole situation was, was a bit difficult. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, were you, did you have two bands at the one time? Or, or was, uh, like, did Shadow Rise finish and then you joined... Uh, burning witches yeah yeah we, we were actually we were having plans we were really having plans for a second album but then we got the musical difference also so that was a bit of a, a bummer right. so we kind of planned it like okay i have then and then uh i have to record the, the burning witches album so after that i will have time to start working on the shadow rise album so we were kind of planning it like this uh but then we noticed there were too many differences and it was too difficult to you know to to get to an agreement and, and that's why yes. we quit quit in the end so it was kind of going at the same time uh but it would have been very hard i think because actually um it very still different. took a lot of energy you know because i i had to combine working and burning witches because it didn't pay that much money actually at the almost nothing in the beginning you know yeah. and now i wrote the album so i got some money from that and we expect on bigger tours to also have some money left but that usually you know with all the uh, the separate gigs they, they just had to spend a lot of money on my flight tickets you know so mm. there was nothing left yeah and they didn't have that previously they 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 didn't have to do that you know because the the other singer was just from switzerland so it was lots of extra costs and there was just no money. So we also had to work very hard, all of us, uh, besides the band. Yes. And uh, yeah, it would have been difficult, you know. So I was kind of happy, almost. <laughs> the blessing in disguise. It didn't, that it, yeah, that it kind of didn't work out with Shadow Eyes because it would have been so much hard work, you know. Which, you know, which, which, if it would have been worth it, it would have been okay. But, you know, but it was such a shit situation altogether so yeah. anyway so being so, uh, so but, being so being single and then being in two bands and then having two recording sessions and then touring yeah, two so tour, touring touring bands so. yeah. it's yeah. it's a lot of it's really hard work then yeah so yeah i had more time left to work on myself which i was planning because i actually in these few years that i was yeah this one year kind of i I discovered uh, I had ADD because I had a full-time job uh, just doing simple things, but my concentration wasn't there. So it was super simple. Right. I, of course, intellectually, I was able to do it, but uh, my concentration prevented me from doing it correctly. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed I had this problem. And uh, so I have ADD medicine now. I got to this too, so which also takes a lot of time and energy, of course. Yes. Uh, so yeah, altogether, it's it's good that, yeah, for me it is at least. I think it's good that, that I didn't have to do it. Yeah. yeah but abs- yeah. Abs- absolutely. And then when was the when was the first time that you actually got in contact with Burning Witches? Did you see them play before? You know, how how did that all begin? I, I do believe it was Sonia that sort of yeah. suggested you as the the as the you know to be yeah, a good fit yeah. to the band yeah she knew me and uh, she knew my my closing style for example and we were trying to uh 
make an all-female uh, kiss tribute together. But, nice. Uh, yeah, but then she got into Burning Witches and then she didn't have time anymore because she is prioritizing original music to other kind of projects. So this this <laughs> this was one of the problems with that project. It, I just never got to the point where I got band members that had enough time and could stay in the band and blah, blah, blah. So it never really took off because it's too difficult to find girls, you know, because it's already too f- difficult to find girl musicians. So it was difficult to find girls that wanted to be in this band that had yes. enough time for it. So it didn't really work. And that's also, of course, the reason why Burning Witches got me from the Netherlands too. Because it's just difficult to find girls that are specifically fitted to this kind of music. Right. And so um, they, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I was just gonna ask about the the Kiss cover band. Uh, I saw you I saw pictures of you on Facebook. You were dressed up as Paul Stanley as well. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah the Kiss makeup yeah. on. That was that was really cool. So did you actually Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people were looking forward to it. So it's kind of a pity that it didn't work. Um but yeah, we it's just too difficult. I just uh maybe maybe in the future if it's more easy to set something up very well from the start. So maybe we already have a booker and a label, blah blah blah. To to or label, not label, but like an agency, you know, to book us. Maybe in the future when, you know, it's just easier to do it like that from the start, then I could maybe work together with other girl musicians around Europe or something. And maybe it would work, you know, but yeah. at the moment it's too difficult. <laughs> and then and then when when you uh when there was talks of you uh, joining Burning Witches, did you have to try out for the band? Um, how, did, how did that all work? Did you have a set list that they asked you to come in? Did you play some cover cover songs? How, how was that process? Yes, yeah, they gave me the set list. They said, uh, we think you're a good fit. We want you to audition. Uh, this is the set list we're going to do. Uh, we want you to learn these songs. Uh, let's do these at the audition. So there were... I don't know. I forgot actually the amount of songs. If it was the whole set list, yes. I don't really remember anymore. But they knew they didn't have a lot of time before Sweden Rock Festival, so they wanted me to know that it was kind of the plan that I would uh, perform there. Yes. Uh, and I uh, before I they invited me over, I had to send a recording of a few songs, you know. So oh, yes. Black Widow and Hexenhammer. I think I did those two. Yes. And I just sent the recordings and they were like, uh, because they didn't have, a, gave me a lot of time either, you know, because there was a lot of haste. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I told them, yeah, I know I can do better, but I just need more time. So actually the day after I sent the recording again, it was already better. Oh, uh, so that, yeah, because I, I just, I, I knew the, uh, that there was a kind of a time pressure, but I also knew how much time I needed to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I sent it again, and yeah, it was already much better. And You know, when, when you just learn a song you never sang before, and you record it immediately, the timing, for me, uh, the timing is just off, you know, and if I do it the day after, the timing will be good, you know what I mean? So right. that, that was like, yeah, so I told them, and they were like, okay, yeah, just uh, let's book a flight, come over for an audition, and... So we did this, and uh, yeah, it was uh, nerve-wracking, of course, uh, (laughs) especially because I am not good at uh, keeping calm during auditions. I hate it. It's just not my thing. Uh, Some people can, you know, I think, but I can't. I just get too nervous. Actually, there was so much tension uh that my whole voice didn't really work anymore you know so it was terrible oh, i couldn't wow. show them what i was able to do at all <laughs> wow yeah it was so, terrible but but luckily they of course saw some live stuff and and covers online and they knew what i could do yes. <laughs> so yeah. that saved me <laughs> yeah really yeah. and and then you just did some uh jam sessions and then you started going on tour with the band is that how it worked yeah, we uh, we just rehearsed a few more times. Also, uh, they s- told me, okay, make this song. We want to give the the fans something after Sweden Rock, so they know who the new singer is, and uh, you know, and that that we're going strong. So they wanted to do Wings of Steel, and they uh-huh. actually 
never really said do this or that for the songs. They they really gave me a lot of freedom. Of course, it has to be in the in the same uh, you know witches teams and stuff like that. But they really just let me do whatever I wanted. But for this song, they asked me please make something about the band being strong, etc. <laughs> yes. So that that became Wings of Steel and. Uh, so it was all very fast. I, I I came to them to record this song and have another rehearsal, I believe. Or was it after Sweden Rock? No, I think they gave... Ah, I can't remember anymore. But they gave me the song at least before the gig already to, to make it. Maybe after the gig, I, I got to them again to for another rehearsal and to record it. Something like that. Wow. And, and it's just... So were they already signed to Nuclear Blast as well? The record yeah. label? Yes. Yeah, they already got signed during the second album. Yes. Yeah, right. That's amazing. And so you did the gig, you did a couple more gigs, and then is that when you went in to record uh, this latest album? Uh, yes. Yeah, we did a couple of more gigs indeed because it was festival season. So when festival season was almost over, we started to work on the new album. And, yes. Uh, yeah, at some point I made like two songs a week. <laughs> For me, that's that's a lot. I wasn't really used to doing that, but uh, yeah, it's just about a lot of focus, focusing on that, you know. And it worked. Uh, so we had uh, all the songs ready. Uh, I had to come over. Uh, several dates for recording, so we could record and then go back another time to do some details again. And so that's how we did it. And and was it the same with all your other? Um... Uh, bands that you were in did they write the music first and then you come in with the lyrics uh, is that is that how it all worked or, or melodies yes yeah yeah I, I if i write it becomes singer songwriter songs and i don't even really like this genre you know what i mean so yeah. yes <laughs> it's it ju i just can't i mean i do have ideas uh especially uh, what comes easy to me in my head because i can't write i'm just not able to write it down or you know, so that's why I don't write. But I think if I would have the skills to write it down, for example, in a MIDI program, I mean, you don't even have to be able to really play, you know, but you could write it down in some program, you know what I mean? But maybe it would be something like, like symphonic metal, because I, I do, when I get into this music, I hear this playing in my head automatically, you know, and maybe it's because when I was little my my parents my dad liked to listen to classical music maybe that's why but i do have these kind of i think i would have the ability to write songs but not now because i can't <laughs> put it down yeah because i do have it in my head you know but it's i just it's too difficult for me really it takes too much time and yeah there's no way i can find time and motivation to do this Right. I'm just too. I'm just too much. I'm just having too much fun with other things. Yeah. Yes. And and with speaking with your vocals as well, um, are there any tips? Like, how do you keep your? I mean, you've got such a powerful uh, vocals. How do you keep it so powerful all these years? Like, do you have a tip for for keeping it? Do you have like vocal warm ups or how how do you uh, do that? Well, the, I think the most important thing is sleep. That's number one. Yes. Because, yeah, your body needs to recover. So basically, sleeping well is putting a new set of strings every day on your guitars, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so just sleep. Uh, the second thing is um, avoid everything that's bad for your voice. So I'm actually allergic to smoke. I'm allergic oh. to perfume. Uh, I have hay fever, so if you avoid all these things, it's always better. Especially because medicines also dry out your voice, so avoiding it is always better than curing it. Um, yes. And of course, it's it's important to know the right technique. If you don't, your voice cramps up, and if you try to sing while your voice is cramped up, you will ruin it a little bit. You know, of course, it will recover unless you do it every time and too much it's but it will recover yes um but yeah if you do that you can't sing already after a minute you know so don't let your voice cramp up so know what your voice is physically capable of so you have to learn the techniques and learn to sing properly 
so learn to sing yeah safely kind of you know but yes i think safely is a big word because almost no one gets permanent vocal damage if you sing wrongly a few times you know that that it rarely happens that that you will get problems with your voice especially if you look at all the metal singers that learned it themselves and no one had any trouble you know what i mean so it's it's difficult to get to that point yeah of course there are stories of people getting it i wouldn't be too personally i wouldn't be too afraid of it because if you at least try to sing better then you will get better and you know just don't if you notice that it goes wrong don't sing the whole day you know just keep it to half an hour a day and try to improve on yes. the technique yeah it's too difficult to, to tell more i think yeah yeah and uh, then, and then there's another thing some people have trouble with with food because it kind of gets up again mm. and it uh the sour stuff in your stomach gets uh you know nibbles on your vocal cords kind of some people have to avoid for example orange juice you know but yeah i don't have this problem luckily also, the same is for coffee. Some people feel that their voice dries out with coffee. Mine doesn't, you know, but you just have to figure these things out for yourself. Yeah, what definitely. what affects you and what doesn't affect you. So there's not, not so much partying, you know, every, like the cliche no, of the I rock and roll lifestyle. I can't. Yes, yeah. I can't really because people will smoke. I have to shout while being drunk. So that also ruins my voice and the smoke gets on my voice. So yeah. for me, it's it's horrible to go out. I can't go out if I have a recording. And if there's uh, if there are gigs, I have to be careful. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, one thing that's interesting for me when when a, a new singer comes into a band is like like picking the set list. Who picks the set list? And and what what sort of songs are you are you playing? Like are you playing like you know obviously you're promoting the new album, uh, Dance with with the Devil, but. Are you also playing like um, songs from the first album, or is it primarily just the the new album? Yeah, now we do take, of course, the old songs because everyone already knows it and they they want to hear it and they have fun with the songs because they know it probably a little bit better than the new songs, you know. Except for the new fans who, of course, probably like this album more because it's the first album they hear. And, and if I speak for myself, this has always been the case, you know. The first album I hear of a band is always the one I keep liking most. Yes. Or most of the times. So, uh, yeah, of course, we have a lot of new fans now, and they will want to hear the new songs. So, yeah, we have new songs, but we also have the old songs. Yeah, it's a yeah. bit of a mix. Yeah, okay. And you brought the uh, the new album, uh, Dance with the Devil. Was that at the end of the year, or was that at the start of this year, Dance with the Devil came out? Uh, it was uh, in March, uh, the 6th of March. 6th of March, right. And... Uh, you came out, and did you do the uh, uh, the film clip uh, before that as well? That's I love. No, uh, oh yeah, yeah, we did it before, of course. Yeah, we did. <laughs> what, but what, we what, finished recording, and then of course it takes a lot of time to go through the mixing process, yes. mastering, the producing uh, of the, the the physical product. So uh, we did it after recording. We uh, we made the video clip. Yes. And who who was the mixing and master who produced the album? Was it the girls or was it yourself or did you have a someone come in and? Yeah, yeah, we have the the recording engineer and and producer was uh, Pulver. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, and Smear was in the studio a lot to help with yeah, just give feedback, you know, during the recordings and uh, yeah, that was really helpful. I always think like even if you're a really good singer. Uh, it just helps to have someone give you feedback during the recording process because there are always things you don't notice yourself, I think. I mean, okay, yes. maybe there are geniuses in this world who don't really need it, but most people will probably need it, you know? <laughs> so it was really helpful. Yeah, it was was nice to have them there and uh, help with, with the recording process. And some songs, I just didn't really like it yet when I finished it because I did everything at home in my home studio. Oh, yes. I re- I pre-recorded demos and and there was just a, a few songs which I you know I kept disliking. So, uh, but yeah, Smear was really helpful because he said, yeah, let's just finish it in the studio. And and basically with with everything I had, uh, we ju- we could put it together in a way that it actually was cool, you know, in the studio. So it was really cool. So that that helped. Yeah, that's amazing. 
And how long did it take all up to, to finish the, the recording? Uh, like mixing and mastering? I forgot, really. <laughs> so, like a couple of months? Or was it a long process? Or was it a short process? Yeah, I, I really forgot. You know, it's also the time that Pilfer yeah. had. Because sometimes, you know, in between the mixing and the mastering, uh, he had other projects to record, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we had some times where, where he was working on it again. So I think altogether it wasn't too long. But because there were a few things in between, I think it took a bit longer, but I forgot the amount of time. And I don't know who he had coming to the studio in between, yeah, you know, so I, I don't really know, to be honest. And it says here that uh, the video clips uh, were done by Vanessa Hooser? Hauser? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so what, yeah, they're so, friends of us who helped. Yeah, yeah. So what was that experience like, uh, doing those film clips? Because I really yeah, like Dance with the Devil. I wasn't there all the time because I live, of course, not in Switzerland, but in the Netherlands. So I was only there with all the band shots being made. Oh, yes. Um, so I'm not the one to ask for all the crowd shots and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, the stories I heard, it was lots of fun to do it. And the guy that wa was playing the devil actually made the, the costume himself. So he was actually really good at making this mask. Yes. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Uh, it, it look, it's it looks great, amazing. So they, then, and, come uh, out. and it's it's yeah, and it's pretty fun. The it's it's so funny. They know a lot of people where they live. It's not. It's more like a yeah, almost like a small community in a big city or something. I don't know, but they they know a lot of people there, and they also have. Uh, they are living on top of a restaurant, and and they asked the restaurant if they could shoot. The, the live uh, part where we were playing in the basement of the restaurant. So yeah, <laughs> that's, right. yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. That's so cool. And then, and then you went out and uh, you did a couple of months of touring uh, for the album. And then unfortunately the coronavirus happened, but uh, yeah, yeah. Then we would be doing a couple of months of touring, but we only did one gig. <laughs> oh, really? Only one yeah, gig? We only did one gig, and it wasn't really even a full release show. It was just on a festival, you know, so it was kind uh, of like, a, it was lots of fun. It was really, really great. And people were super happy because they knew it was the first gig after the album was being released. So it was lots of fun, big party, but yeah, it was kind of too bad. It was the only thing happening. Yeah, yeah this is such a shame. And did you do the big uh, Wacken Open Air Festival as well? I mean, uh, that's a huge... Yeah. That was, was that before the album? <clears throat> yes, it was my fifth gig with them. Can you wow. imagine? And what was it? Wacken, the fifth gig. <laughs> <laughs> and what was yeah, that? it was great. It, it, the, it, first, the first few gigs with them were crazy. I, I mean, the, the, the fourth gig was in Russia, you know? Right. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I was really happy that I got these four gigs before we got to Wacken, you know. So the day before Wacken was in Russia, I, I believe. Wow. So it was super, it was a super long journey back. Yes. Um, so it was lots of, yeah, I, I was I was trying to sleep as much as I could because the journey was so long and it was so tiring, you know. And yes. it was so, I was more being focused on being able to do it than, than being able to really enjoy it you know because it was all so special but also so new for me <laughs> yeah right did so you get I a... mainly was, uh... oh sorry sorry did you get a chance to uh have a look around russia or was it just strictly to play the gig and then come back oh home? yeah we, we we strictly had 20 minutes to take a picture at the kremlin and then we had to get <laughs> moving on again yeah yeah so we didn't really have a lot of time but we took the picture you know so that uh, that's cool <laughs> that's right yeah and so now with these gigs now that um, have been postponed because of the coronavirus, have they been rescheduled now or the majority of them been rescheduled? Yeah, um, the majority is rescheduled, but it's not a lot of more than half of the gigs we already had. So actually we had, uh, when the album was released, I think we already had 39 gigs planned. Wow. But now we have, uh, from these 39, we have 20 left. Because the, the one that we did in France after the release is one, and now we have another 19 coming up in November. And hopefully, these will be able to go on. Because, of course, it's not entirely sure. Because we, you know, no one can look into the future and knows what will happen with Corona. So, yeah, that's right. Let's just hope <laughs> we and actually will be able 
to the dosha. And uh, it, when it does, when it does happen in November, I really want to get over there and watch it with you. <laughs> I want yeah, really to come and watch you play. And, and speaking cool. of coming to watch you play, I didn't see Australia on the list of <coughs> countries on the mm-hmm. tour. So when when is uh, Burning Witches going to come and do a tour of Australia? Ooh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I normally don't see a lot of bands very quickly do this. I don't know the exact reason, to be honest, but I think it will take some time <laughs> because, yeah, we're now focusing on the USA. So yes. I think if we got that done, maybe also Japan or something, if we yes. went to those places, then I think we're ready for Australia. But yeah, I think it will take some time, sadly. Yeah. Well, no, normally the big, normally the bands from Europe and, and the US, that, that's what they normally do. They, they'll you know they'll play you know japan and then work their way down go go to the philippines and, and go to all the islands and then eventually come and do australia um and new zealand so fingers crossed that you come down here uh, soon because uh we we do have a very sort of uh a metal sort of um you know we've got a always the, all the big heavy metal bands come down to australia and, and do tours so yes we're cool. waiting. We're waiting for you to come very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm just, I'm just reading here like um, the success of the the new album already in the Swiss charts. It was number fourteen in the UK rock charts. It was number five. Um, in yeah, the German really charts, cool. it was that was twenty two. So uh, that is an amazing achievement for you know um, your band. So final questions: uh, What is the future uh, for Laura? What is the future plans for Laura? Ah, no. <laughs> uh, like I told you, I was actually uh, also doing door-to-door sales, which is now a bit more difficult because of Corona. So my plan is now to focus uh, fully on music, try to make a living of it, uh, and and see if I can live from music only. So if I, I've done this, then I just want to continue doing um these things on YouTube, but uh, I, I want to do a little bit more than a vlog. I, I think I'm going to make an occasional cover. Uh, I hope to continue my, my uh, because I'm working together now with Mark here in Eindhoven. So that's nice. He also lives in Eindhoven and he uh, he's good with buttons. You know, he knows all technical stuff. So he can help me with recording those things and he plays guitar. So it's fun to have a little bit more than just a vocal cover, I think. Yes. So I hope to continue making some covers and uh, also putting these on a Patreon page. So I, I noticed a lot of people are, you know, since the album, of course, and, and since they got to know me in Burning Witches, there, there are a lot of people really following me a lot. And I, I think people are actually like me to do these things. So I'm, yes. yeah, going to try it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And you were talking about your vlog as well. Uh, the Barana, uh, Barana, is that am I saying all right? Barana Gardens. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Barona, yeah. Yes. It's like sport, right? So Corona, Barona, yeah. Gotcha. And you're starting to do this pretty regularly now? Uh, yeah, I, I am not really on schedule because I am just, yeah, maybe that's the reason why I shouldn't continue the vlog. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really <laughs> sure because I'm just not someone that can do this. Yeah, I, I need to be able to think, ah, now I want to do it, you know, and then have fun doing it. it. I'm not really like, if I do it on a schedule, I'm not sure if I still like it, you know what I mean? Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to make a fourth one, I think. Um, and I just did this because actually people kept asking me, are you all right? Because they didn't hear of me a lot because there's nothing to post. Right. And uh, yeah, they were seriously a bit concerned <laughs> so i did it to also avoid these questions and also to give myself something to do because at first i was moving to my boyfriend's place so i had enough to do but yes. then after that was done i got so bored so i actually had i needed something to do you know so that's why i also did it yeah yeah right and uh, sorry i should have mentioned before that uh, you're talking about going to the u.s to do a tour um, that you've actually signed a deal with a new management over there in the US. Yeah. So, so, is there mm-hmm. have you have you booked any shows at the moment, or is that just in in the in the near future? Yeah, it's all very fresh. So it's with uh, Jeff Keller. He's going to uh, look around for us for uh, for tours and uh, 
if there's a good tour for us to come over, then uh, it will happen. Hopefully, the end of uh, of the end, yeah. Maybe just a, just a very big maybe. It could be December, but I think it's going to be next year. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we're we're looking forward. It's going to be uh, be good that there are going to happen something. There's, that there's going to happen something in the USA. I think uh, at this moment he will just do a lot of promotion for us and uh, let's that, see uh, where it takes us. Yeah. Absolutely. What would you say to an inspiring, like a person that wants to play in a band or wants to be wants to be like the lead singer of a band? What would you? What advice would you give to um, you know someone starting in a band? Starting out. Uh, yeah. That wants uh, to be like you. Uh, Ah, that just starts out. Yeah, but that's 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 uh, a difficult question because then there are so many things you still have to learn. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I okay. What, what someone who starts you? out, I think yeah. I would say two things. Uh, one is get as good as you can possibly can uh, uh, in whatever you want to do because of course there are a lot of. If you are playing punk, you don't have to be angry mom's team, but yeah, just be good at what you want to do. <laughs> Yes, that's true. And just just look around a lot uh, to other, what are other bands doing, what what are they doing, and and what is working for them. Because I think in every genre there is a little bit of a difference, you know. And then also, and of course, uh, what could work today doesn't have to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? So you always have to go with the flow a little bit and just do whatever you think is at that moment a good thing to do. <laughs> just keep busy a lot, you know, just keep keep getting out there and yes. uh, but keep getting out there in a way that is actually really useful because I think compared to back in the days, it is less useful to gig a lot. At least in the Netherlands, this is true. If you, if you gig too much, uh, at some point you're just wasting your time really. So Yes. You just need to be getting out there also in different ways than just playing, you know, but that it's important to not forget that. And what is the metal but, scene? What is the metal scene like in the Netherlands, by the way? Uh, what is it like? Has it got like an underground scene there? Yeah, it is more like an underground scene. Uh, back in the days, I heard from people that were slightly older than me and already gigged a lot before I was doing this. They told me clubs were full. There was really a lively scene. Yes. But in these days, uh, if you're underground, then don't expect the venue to be full unless you bring mm. all your family members, you know? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yes. yeah, it's a bit more difficult these days, I think, than 10 years ago. Mm. But uh, it's still possible. Uh, you just have to make a lot of promotion and make sure you bring a lot of people yourself. So I know the, so, big, band, I know the big bands uh, go over there, Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer. They're always, they're always going over there playing in the Netherlands, and it always seems to be very, very popular. But, uh, yeah, in terms of, like, uh, starting off in, in the bands, yeah, I think it's a bit like everywhere, you know. Even here in Australia, it's very difficult to start off and with whatever sort of style of music it is. But like you said before, you just need to keep, playing just keep playing playing gigs and keep recording yeah, really the, 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 the only thing for starting out them is maybe yes try to get all the gigs you can do because you will learn from it you know it's not necessarily because yes. it will really get your name out there but more because you have to also know your craft <laughs> yeah and play and, and learn how to play live and you know in front of a crowd and it's very yeah. very important and I can see that you, uh, you guys, Burning Witches, you know, on stage, you know, very, very energetic and, you know, very, very powerful. So, yeah, you can definitely see that you've uh, practiced a lot. All right, then. Uh, finally, is there any uh, anything that you want to promote, any sponsorship, uh, any endorsements that you want to uh, give a shout out to? Any uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what, what I always want people to know is because they sometimes don't realize I do like to give uh, vocal coaching and uh, or or do session work for your project. Um, so just uh, hit me up for that. And I hope, yeah, we will see you soon again live because I always have the most fun live, of course. It's, it's kind of the reason why I do this is because I'm just looking forward to, to performing on stage and... Uh, but, but, you know, in these times, at least, I can do this online via streaming. So I don't know when this is going to be live. But if you can, just uh, the 23rd of uh, 
May, so that's this Saturday. I have yes. a live stream and I do some songs. So yeah, please do uh, attempt and uh, and rock rock out with us on the couch, you know. Come so, on, uh, well, yeah. the oh, I've got <laughs> I've got a little Australian listeners and uh, oh, I'm actually living in uh, Shanghai at the moment, but I'm back here in Australia uh, with the coronavirus. So I have listeners in China, in New Zealand, in Australia. So definitely want to help you get some uh, listeners uh, for Burning Witches and for your sort of uh, vocal coaching as well um and and your social media as well where, where can we find you yeah well i'm on facebook and instagram mostly and on youtube a little bit uh so instagram is uh laura and then the the low stripe thingy going on, on bottom um, um, underscore yeah underscore that one <laughs> guldemond uh which you spell as g-u-l-d-e-m-o-n-d so that's a bit of a difficult name, maybe, but uh, yeah, you'll find me. Just just Google Laura Guldemont, Burning Witches. So you find me on Instagram, Facebook, you know. Uh, yeah. And YouTube as well. You got and your YouTube, vlog. And YouTube. Yeah, and it's vlog. all the same. You yeah. Got your vlog as well. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> all right, Laura, thank you very much for your time. Um, I'm really enjoying the new album, uh, Dance with the Devil. Fingers crossed that uh, you can get uh, playing live again and. Uh, doing what you do best uh, are you still uh, sorry are you are you writing new songs with burning witches or are you just like taking yeah. a break with the band for a while yeah because we have a little bit of time now we did start yeah we were taking it slowly but we started for new songs already yeah great all yeah. right well uh check them out on social media and uh i'll try and get this uh, uh podcast out as soon as possible so we can promote uh your live stream on the 23rd yeah cool Thank you very All much. Right. Thank you very much for your time, Laura. Yeah, thank you too. No worries. <laughs> and uh, like I said, I hope to get over there to Europe very, very soon and watch your bands play live. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah, cool. All right, All right then. See you there. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.